What's up, everybody? Before we start this week's episode, just wanted to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use the VPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It is available on whatever platform you use, Windows, iOS, Android, just about everything. If you use our affiliate link, you can sign up now for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll save up to 70% on a $3.50 a month plan for up to three years. So make sure you guys check out that link in all of our descriptions and sign up with NordVPN today. This is the Going Your Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. This week is a little bit different. We are not live right now. We are not doing a live episode, not on Twitch, not on YouTube, but you should still go and follow us on there. We had some unforeseen circumstances come up. Uh, And we had to can the live episode this week. But hopefully we will be back next time in full swing like normal. But for now, make sure you guys check out our website, www.gtdsports.com, where you can find all of our content. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at gtdsports, and at gtdsports.com for TikTok. Follow our personal accounts. I'm over at RyanBennell8, and Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. And last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter, which you can find at the bottom of our website. All right. How are we feeling this week? I know uh, you've been kind of trapped indoors a little bit. so Yeah, I got COVID. So <laughs> that was, um, I guess, like for highlight, low light, highlight of the week, graduated college. Um, low light of the week, I get to celebrate me graduating college with a case of COVID-19. So, oh, that's always fun. Did you have like, a, like, is it everybody in your house have it or is it just you yeah. and your mom? Me and my mom, bro, brother, my little brother. So, so you at least had a little it. family shindig. Nope, nothing. Oh. Just, just I just have you know, just kind of waiting around for me to move to Austin. So it kind of sucks. I feel like it's kind of fitting though with my college, with like my class. Just how college like, ended at least? Yeah, it's like oh yeah, that's pretty much been the last two years of my life. So that's I mean yeah, basically, bro. It's it's been super shitty. Like, I mean, you're a grade above me, but like for me, I was a sophomore looking forward to an extra week of spring break. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like a year out of school. It's like, oh shit, okay. And just now I'm a senior, like life is just, it's gone by. Yeah. So, but it's cool. It's fine. Did you get any like uh special congratulations email type shit from the university? No. Nah, I don't know. It's also kind of weird. I feel weird about it since I'm a summer grad. So like. I don't know. It doesn't feel all that special, but I think it's because I don't get like a, like if I walk, I'm going to have to walk in December. Oh, okay. Are you going to come back for that? My mom really wants me to. I mean, it is your college graduation. Like you only get to do it once. So I feel like I should, but at the same time, like if I'm busy making money, like, you know, yeah. Who really cares? You got your degree. That's what really matters. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I've been, well, the worst part about it too, I've been asymptomatic. I'm like, I yeah, you great. sound fine. No, I feel great. Like I feel totally. So the worst part about this too, is like, I haven't been able to like, I've just been sitting in my house. I've been super active, like going to the gym a bunch and I can't do any of that. It's just kind of like, Oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> How'd you find out that you had it then? If, if you're asymptomatic, my mom, she like felt 
a little shitty. And then one morning she was like, oh, I can't smell. And I was like, well, crap. And then we both got tested. And then I tested positive as well. But like yeah. my little brother got it. He got sick too. And then like, I'm fine. But that's why my house, I couldn't go to my friend's house where you where I usually record. Um, cause there's better internet in Fort Worth. I live out in the boonies. So out in the boondocks. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do live streaming. My internet can't hold it. So we're doing recorded. So that's that. <laughs> yeah. Back, back to the OG strategy. Yeah. yeah. We, at least we didn't have to use audacity though. And like splice the two tracks together. Shout out, shout out to Streamyard for their uh, platform. It's been great yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. My, uh, my highlight of the week has definitely been uh gtd sports the tiktok uh, we have we passed ten thousand followers a while ago um but at first we didn't qualify for some reason don't know why but now we are officially in the tiktok creator fund which is kind of cool uh we can we're not going to make buku bucks by any means but i mean a few extra bucks here and there for some viral videos will be nice and also i did a live stream yesterday um where I did it hot take Tuesday. I had like a bunch of controversial opinions in the background and I just sat there trying to get people to talk. And one guy donated like $4 and I was like, Hey, I mean, that's right. something that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was my highlight. And then my low light of the week is this is not sports related, but I had an epiphany or a realization, bro, that we're older than the people in the movie of pitch perfect were. I don't know if you like that movie at all, but Pitch Perfect, it, it holds a dear place in my heart. And I just can't believe that we're older than them. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Was, think yeah, think about that, though. OGs, that we're older than them. We're older than them. That's and the characters weird. in the movie, not the people that... That's, yeah, the characters, yeah. But yeah. still, like, it's just weird. I don't know. Life, life comes at you fast. It made me sad. I was like, damn. You know, I tell you, if we're on that subject, I'll tell you what made me feel old. When Lonzo Ball signed his contract, they were like, yeah, by the time this contract ends, he'll be 27. I was like, wait. Lonzo Ball is 23. That's ridiculous. I'm 23. Wait. Dude, especially – wait, what? No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, especially in – it's more common, too, in, like, European soccer – like there's like 18 year olds starting for Barcelona right now and shit. Oh, yeah. It's just like what am what am I doing, man? But yeah, it I don't sucks. know. That just it made me feel it's, old. Sucks getting older, and it's know. only gonna and like we're still like young, so we're like just getting like we're just coming of age. Like we're just becoming adults. We're like we're not technically old yet. We're just like adult age now. And yeah, it's just gonna keep. So like we haven't even faced the brunt of it. It's it's not even a matter of time. So we're like thirty five. We look and we're like, holy shit! And even then, thirty five, like that's still a young person. That is, and that's weird to think about, that's bro. Like, yeah. So oh, okay, we should change the subject to talk about some sports. I'm starting to get depressed. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna. I'm gonna go into an existential crisis, bro. Yeah. Like, what am I? What? Why are we here? I'm gonna have a panic attack right now. Yeah. Fuck no. All right. Anyway, MLB trade deadline. That's been absolutely popping off this past week. I mean, it's over now, but yeah. chaos, just straight chaos. I, you tweeted it out on our account. This has been the best MLB trade deadline in the past decade. Um, and I probably the best trade deadline of any sport in the last, in, you know, in recent history. Yeah. That shit was amazing. Yeah. Um, it's always fun when there's a good NBA or MLB trade, de- trade deadlines. Um, the, and they, we haven't really had a good one in the past. Not even like an entertaining one in the past five years. And this one just out of nowhere, just 
bam, 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 bam. Stars moving left and right. Blockbuster trades. There's so many blockbuster trades that I miss some even a couple days after just because there's so much going on. Like, yeah, I it's, the, it's hard to keep yeah. track of. Yeah, I missed the hobby bias trade until like three days later. I was like, what? That one was shit? out of the blue, though. Yeah. yeah, like they didn't expect that. But I mean, the Cubs just unloaded everybody. Yeah. Well, the thing with the Cubs, too, is that like they were most likely going to move Bryant, probably not going to move Rizzo because he means so much to the franchise. And the word around town is that they were going to hold on to Baez, but then they just said, fuck it. And they just got rid of everybody. Yeah, literally so, just cleaned house, bro. Yeah. So their whole but, 2016 World Series roster is just gone. Yeah, that's for sad part, for Cubs fans, but they'll still have 2016. So yeah, kind of I mean, like what we talked about. It's kind of like we talked about the one would you rather? It's like, would you rather like your team suck for forever, but you have one championship? Like, I'll take the championship. Considering so, they had the curse before that. So yeah, my question though is like, what is, you know, they got all these prospects, they got picks and stuff, but like, why, what was the need to just unload everybody? Um, Part of it is just like getting the money off your books. And a lot of these guys, like Chris Bryant was, I'm pretty sure they were all three impending free agents. I can't remember. I know for a fact, Bryant was and Rizzo was. And so the thought process is when you got have guys and you're looking at a rebuild, you're just going to say, all right, we're going to unload all these guys, get what we can for them because we're probably not going to re-sign them come December. So it's just kind of like, Makes sense, let's just yeah. get what we can for them and pack up. Rather than nothing. Home. Yeah, rather than nothing. So that's that's a lot of it. And that's what happened in the Nationals. Golly. Dude, literally just all of their all-stars gone. Every single yeah. one, except for Juan Soto. Well, yeah, Juan Soto. Yeah, but dude, Juan, Swo- Juan Soto though is going to be. Why do I say Swoto? Juan Soto is going to be stuck in a shitty situation now, though, because what is he's like twenty two. He's really young. Yeah, he's really young. Um, yeah, I think uh, the MLB made like a post of like on the Instagram of what do you think about all the um, the trade deadline moves and Juan Soto put the three uh, thinking emojis on there like. So I don't think he's he's probably not too happy with it. Probably Dude, had a lot of friends that just left. But I would, yeah, I I don't know the details on his contract though. Do you? Do you know how long he's you know set to be in I don't Washington? Know. It's so weird with those young guys, especially mm-hmm. international stars, because sometimes like they'll sign a deal when they're like eighteen for like six years. And yeah, like well, that. I mean, Fernando he, Tatis, huge yeah. deal at like twenty. Yeah, well, like yeah, it's it's so weird with baseball players' his first contract because like it can go for so long and the team, I don't know the, the way that they do contracts is so much more different because it's up yeah. to the team on how long and the player, how long they sign each guy and for how much, um, especially with uh, international players, like, in, like instead of the NFL where every rookie contract is a four year contract, except for first rounders who may get a, have a fifth year option. That's yeah. It's, it's pretty standard. Team. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's too much to keep up with, to be honest with you. Unless yeah. you follow baseball every day. But like a true baseball nut. Yeah. So um, but he's probably not too happy, but he'll definitely get fucking paid. So that's well, what I was thinking though is like he's I mean, sure he's gonna get paid by Washington, especially now that they have all that cap space. Um, but if I was Soto, I would want to leave. You know, probably. other other teams are gonna be dying to give him a three hundred million dollar contract, you know, similar to the Fernando Tatis deal. Yeah. If I, you know, so if I was Soto, I would want to leave because I mean Scherzer, their ace pitcher, gone to the Dodgers. Trey Turner, their 
unworldly hitting shortstop has like a 0.32 batting average. He's a stud. Um, Trey Turner's gone to the Dodgers too. And then okay. Kyle Schwarber, he's at the Red Sox now. So like yeah. all of their their best bats other than Soto and their best pitcher gone. Yeah. Um, I will say though that the Nationals kind of fleeced the Dodgers a little bit. Um, yeah, what what was the they got their deal? number they got like their number one and number two overall prospects in the Dodgers system. They got the Josiah Dodgers, Gray. I know he's yeah, really good. Yeah, and the Dodgers have always had a very deep far, farm system. So to get their number one and number two, like that's huge. Um, they they're probably coming right over and being the Nationals' number one and number two prospects immediately. Um, and then I don't. I was looking at the return and it seemed like you know. They have a bright future going forward. Thinking just, you know, maybe they'll tell us like we were talking about Soto's contract situation. That maybe they're just telling Soto to be like, look, dude, just hang around. It's gonna suck for a couple of years, but wait for these guys that we just got and these deals to come up, and we'll sign up some other guys by that point, and we'll have a team all ready to be competing again. So I mean, like, it wouldn't be that hard of a sell because they got some they got some pieces. They do. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point with like the the prospects and everything. I don't know who the other guy was, but uh, the one I mentioned, Josiah Gray, he's a pitcher. He he's I've heard really good things about him. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that would maybe could replace Scherzer. But again, that would probably take a few years to develop. And, you know, Scherzer's old, though. He's 37. So it's not like he's going to be playing for that yeah. much longer. And I'm pretty sure they still have Strasburg, too. They do, actually. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. good. So he'll be their ace now, I assume. Yeah. And he is an ace. So. Yeah, he's it's decent. Not terrible. And then, like, um, what was like your favorite move of the deadline? Favorite move, honestly, it might have gone unnoticed a little bit because of like all of the other blockbuster trades, like the Dodgers deal, and uh, even the Braves made a lot of moves. But I think um, Eduardo Escobar to the Brewers was a solid pickup. The Brewers have been playing uh, playing above their expectations all year. Corbin Burns has been killing it on the mound. Danny Duffy, that's the only thing. They did just lose Danny Duffy to the Dodgers as well. But I think by adding Eduardo Escobar, that was a big pickup for their bats because that's really all they needed was just like one extra bat. Mm-hmm. And Escobar for the Diamondbacks, he was like Mr. Do-It-All. He could play anything, you know, third base, first base, outfield. He's done it all. Yeah, utility man. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's going to be a little bit basic, but I really like Bryant going over the Giants. Um, great pickup for the Giants. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think it's just because the Giants were in no position to be a win now team at the beginning of the season. They are the biggest story ever um, this this year of how they've just come out of nowhere and just been good, which is so weird because they're supposed to be terrible, and now they're making a push to actually go ahead and win it all that they they're seizing the moment. So I really like that, that for them and the fact that they're going to compete against um, the evil empire that is now the Dodgers. So Dude, yeah, the Dodgers are just fucking stacked, bro. They literally were like, yeah, we're world series champions. We're going to make sure it happens again. Like no matter what, back. probably, but I will say though, as soon as I saw the Chris Bryant deal, cause the giants have already been playing amazing, right? This year they've been dom like destroying any expectations in the preseason. Um, and so as soon as I saw the Chris Bryant move before any odds were updated, I put 25 on the giants to win the world series to win 350. So, Oh yeah. I got the giants. Okay. I think it's, I mean, there's a lot of value in it, but in general though, they're, I mean, they got Guzman on the mound. Who's been killing it all year. And then now their batting order, they have 
Buster Posey, Mike Yezrimski. I don't know how to say it. Um, yeah. Brandon Crawford and now Chris Bryant, all like back to back. That's dangerous, really dangerous. But the yeah. Dodgers, though, it's you know, it's they're the, it's, they're the, they're the, they're the new evil empire, man. And the yeah. Yankees, too. I want to say something about the Yankees and their moves. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. I think that they made good pickups in Gallo and why am I blanking? Who's the other Rizzo. guy? They, yeah, Rizzo, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, it picked up solid guys, but I think it's too little too late. I, I don't think it's enough to save that team to make that's, that. That's yeah, it seems like that's kind of what they were trying to do is like get that little oomph to get them through the playoffs. But yeah, it might be too little yeah. too late. They they've been underperforming all year. They just haven't really been I don't know if it's a chemistry thing. Because, I mean, in, you know, in baseball, offensively, there really isn't chemistry. It's individual, but they've been choking. It's uh, a lot of it. A lot of Yankees fans are mad at Aaron Boone. They want him gone. They want his help. Really? So he'll probably be gone by next year. Another one of my friends is a Yankees fan mentioned something really interesting to me. He thinks that that um, after the Yankees got Gallo, that they want that he wants the Yankees to keep Gallo, who's going to be cheaper and move on from um John Carlos Stanton. Oh trade, yes, I mean trade, Stanton would definitely be more expensive. Yeah, trade John Carlos for maybe some more pieces. I think like, that would be a better move for the Yankees, honestly. Probably. Well, and his reasoning too is that obviously John Carlos Stanton is better than Joey Gallo. As much as it pains me to say that. Yeah. Um, more all around yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh John John Carlos Stanton has paper skin and bones of glass, so <laughs> That's SpongeBob scene. Yeah, so um yeah, that's what I was going to say is he hasn't even been there for the Yankees half the time. So that's part of their problem too is injuries. Injuries can just derail a baseball season so easily. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, this isn't related to injuries, but I know Aroldis Chapman, their closing pitcher, he went from having like a 0.89 ERA and then over like a seven game span, it raised to five, which is just absurd. He was, yeah, he was Aroldis Chapman just went yeah. to dog water out of nowhere um, I haven't really checked his recent stats, but he fell off hard. And that was part of the reason the Yankees were choking a lot. Like, I saw them lose multiple games in the bottom of the ninth recently in, like, the last few months or weeks. I don't know, man. Baseball's weird. Baseball's weird. The Yankees were supposed to be one of those teams that were going to be up there one or two in the in the AL, and then the Giants were supposed to be one of those teams that were supposed to be bottom tier. Yeah. And the exact opposite has happened for both. Yeah. So, it's, it is weird. Baseball's wild. Baseball's wild. I don't get I it. think another team too, like I mentioned, the Braves made a lot of moves. They the Braves were picked to finish like top five preseason. Every a lot of experts were really high on the Braves coming into the year. Um, and they've been close. Like they they really aren't great, but they're not a bad team. They're just a good team. Like I doubt they'll make a spat, splash in the playoffs. They'll get there for sure. They'll maybe win a series, but but now they just added Adam Duvall from the Marlins, who's a really good bat, uh, Eddie Rosario from Cleveland, and Jorge Soler from the Royals. That's a few solid pickups. I mean, they'll probably definitely find their way into the rotation. Yeah, but it sucks that Acuna is going to be out. For how long? How long is it? He tore his ACL, so. Yeah, like until next, next season, season probably. Yeah, yeah. But, but the ACL tear isn't as big a deal for baseball players. Because they don't have to um, cut as much. Yeah, they don't have to cut as much. So um, he'll probably be back by – Early next season, beginning of next season. So, but he's out for the rest of the year for sure. That does suck, though. Yeah, such a young young star. Hate to see that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Is what there anything else that really just caught your mind from this trade deadline? Oh yeah, actually, um, the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates. They didn't didn't add anybody. No major signings. Nothing. But they did uh, trade away their only All Star, Adam Frazier, second baseman. Um, Frazier, he's went. Where did he go? Padres. He went to San Diego. So that was a great pickup for the Padres, who are also a team that's like right there on the edge of being great. Um, I think the Padres could go far in the playoffs, though. It really depends on how that pans out. But so now with the the Fraser trade, the Pirates have traded away Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now, Josh Bell, Joe Musgrove, Starling Mate, Andrew McCutcheon, and now Adam Fraser, which are all great like they they have a great impact on all of their teams that they're on right now you know garrett cole tyler glass now two of the best pitchers in the league same with joe musgrove he's up there i mean they're just gone i could not imagine being a pirates fan yeah it'd be tough it'd be tough um no that's just baseball for you man it's it's so hard to field a good team like you have to have so many pieces like even like i mean you know i say it all the time mike trout's probably the greatest player to ever grace the field he's never even won a playoff game that is so weird. That is. Uh, it's weird, too, because if you think about it, the Angels, they have – well, Mike, I know Mike Trout's injured right now, but still, they have the greatest player of all time, and now they have arguably the future greatest player of all time, Shohei Otani. <laughs> I mean, you never know when it's all said and done. He could be the He's GOAT. He's electric. He's electric. Yeah. Like, I almost, bro, I almost was kind of – Part of me was hoping we didn't record, but like I know we needed to do the episode. But because Shohei was playing today at Ranger yeah. Stadium, he was starting. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I have a parlay going on right now. Let's check that. But yeah, no, Rangers. I mean, like you're saying, Angels, they have all those pieces. They're like 500, you know? Yeah. They're, so I think they're a little bit under weird. 500. Yeah. Um, so it's weird. Baseball's weird. But and then I guess the last thing I'll say about this trade deadline is that I'm glad that the Rangers, after they ship Joey Gallo, were able to ship out Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy. And just yeah, kinda, Gibson went to the Phillies, right? Yeah, I almost like as much as I love Adolis, I thought that maybe we should have shipped out Adolis too because yeah, he's great and he's having a, he's probably gonna be rookie of the year, but he's also 28, so he's um, yeah, really old for rookie. Yeah, so I mean like. I would see what we could have got for him. Maybe listen to some offers, but whatever. I'm glad that we got some pieces. Maybe I have something to look forward to with Jack Lyder and company now. Hey, yeah. Jack Lyder is supposed to be the real deal. I hope I to mean, God. If he's anything like his dad, he'll be the real deal. So, Yeah. I, I need some sort of Rangers relevancy in my life. It's so painful. Well, so I mean, painful. even with even with Lyder, though, um, it's going to be a few years. Like, even if years. he's playing well, it's going to be a few years. Yeah. Probably five to ten man yeah probably at least five years which is sad i'll still never forget being at game six of the world series whenever we gave up that fucking bottom of the or top of the ninth inning double to david freeze rest in peace all we needed was one more out i know yeah anyway i know i know moving on (laughs) all right let's let's switch over from mlb trade deadline to even more chaos with the nba free agency and draft yeah and the draft that too which i was surprised that free agency started so quick because it was like it was like right after the draft right yeah it was it seemed like a weird timeline this year all of a sudden like shit was happening i was like wait what like 
<laughs> it was like dur- during the draft, shit was going down. I feel like, yeah, like the Russell Westbrook tr- like deal was announced during the draft. Yeah, so wild. But. Yeah, speaking of the Russell Westbrook trade, uh, so Russell Westbrook is a fucking Laker. That's a problem. Like we just kind of glanced over it. What the fuck, bro? And now Carmelo too. Yeah, Melo's he'll be good off the bench. He's he's been good off the bench for the for the Trailblazers past year and a half. So um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he started on the Lakers. Probably a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lakers are old though. They are, bro. I saw LeBron tweeted something that was like, I forgot exactly what he was saying. He was basically like, keep talking that talk about my squad being too old for the game. He he said, keep that same energy when the season starts. And it's like, okay, bro. Okay, we'll we'll be keeping that same energy like midway through the year. Hope y'all can too. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you guys aren't a fucking seven seed at the all-star break. I don't know if there's enough management to load for you (laughs) with all this fucking... AARP members on your team. So, I don't know. Well, they added a few, uh, you know, a few role player pieces. Young guns. Yeah, they lost um, KCP. They lost Caruso to the Bulls. They lost Kuzma to the Wizards. Which Kuzma? That's been coming for a long time. They've been, tr- they've been trying to get rid of him forever. That's the biggest fucking. I thought that was so funny when I saw that Kuzma was being traded because that is the biggest like NBA Twitter meme. Was like, oh, we'll give Kuzma for Dame and like. Yeah. Anytime a name comes available, Lakers fans are immediately like, we'll trade Kuzma. We'll trade first round pick. We got him. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, they try to convince other fan bases that Kuzma's good. They're like, bro, come on. He dropped 30 points one time in a regular season game when LeBron and AD were out. Come on, bro. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was really comical. So good for good on you, Lakers fans, for finally getting rid of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, but they're going to be stacked, man. I mean, they, they added uh, – I mean, I know he's old. Dwight Howard, though, solid role player. He's back. Yeah, Trevor Ariza, he's a shooter. Um, Malik Monk from the Hornets, he's decent. And then yeah. I was kind of sad to see this, but they signed Kendrick Nunn from the Heat, who is – he's young. I think he's going into his third year now. Um, he He's out of the G League, so. Kendrick Nunn, he was – um he got picked by the Bulls. He was like a th- the third overall pick a couple of years ago. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. That's why yeah, the I draft knew. is so weird. Because he went down to the G League, and then the Heat got him after that. Yeah, he had his troubles. Um, or was it, it was either the Bulls or the Timberwolves? I can't remember. Um, he played for Providence. Um, no, so I think that's good that they were at least able to sign Nunn and Monk because they infused some, uh, some uh, youth youngsters. into that roster. And uh, was it Talon Horner? Oh, Which yeah. Was, yeah. Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker. Yeah, they re-signed him. The three named gets me. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. But I so the thing with the Westbrook trade, man, is it's kind of puzzles me a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, it's because Russell Westbrook isn't necessarily a shooter. AD's not necessarily a shooter. LeBron's not necessarily a shooter. So how are you gonna have three? You know, your big three all not be shooters and guys that really need like what's the rest book for him to be efficient he needs to be have a high usage rate and that can't necessarily happen on a team with lebron you know what i mean yeah you're right um that is true because lebron usually is surrounded by good shooters mm-hmm. or at least a few so i mean trevor ariza is a good shooter depends on how much he's gonna play um they do still have wesley matthews 
who probably won't see the floor that much, but he has an okay shot. Um, who else? Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore, not really fantastic, but he can kind of shoot. I don't know. That That's a good all question. Names, all these names that you're saying is just like flashing me back to like my 2K13 days. Dude, yeah. You remember Ben McLemore, bro? Yeah. Uh, I, I saw him out of Kansas. Yeah, I remember uh, Wayne Ellington was a name that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, he, star- he was like a, a Miami Heat starter a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's on Dallas a long time ago. Yeah, Wayne Ellington. I mean, he's a shooter, though. So. Yeah, he's a shooter. Um, who else did they sign? They signed another guy, too, right? They're pretty active. Uh, they were. Let me see. The guy, Dwight Howard, Ariza, Nunn, Monk, Anthony, Westbrook. I think that might be it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, let's see. I got, let me look at the Lakers updated roster. So, yeah, for point guard, they got Westbrook and Nunn. Then they got Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves. I don't even know who Austin Reeves is. Um, oh, they got Kent Bazemore. He's okay, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kent Bazemore. That's who it was, I think. That's, yeah, that's a good sign. That's probably the best signing that they made. Their center, bro, their big man, though, is Dwight Howard and Mark Gasol. Are their centers? That's what old. their average age is probably like thirty nine. That's old. It's really That's old. old. Uh, yeah, really man. Old. For this Lakers team, I'm gonna have to see it to believe it with them. I'm not gonna buy into the hype just yet. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I was with the Nets. So I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, it's, I I just they're just so old. They're just so old, and the the Westbrook Lebron AD pairing, like I'm not sold on it. So. Yeah, I, I've never been sold on any pairing of Westbrooks, literally any of them. I, I am always skeptical to see how Westbrook is going to play with people. Like at Houston, I was mad. I'd never trusted the Harden and Westbrook, you know, duo, their revival together. Never had faith in that. And it, it's the most ill-fated duel yeah, in NBA history. Yeah, it was terrible. And I wouldn't be surprised if Westbrook doesn't, thrive as much as he did with the wizards because i mean even though bradley beals an all-star that was russell westbrook's team i mean he was dropping triple doubles left and right so mm-hmm. I-, I wonder you know i'm sure his numbers are going to drop off a little bit um hopefully, but I, I, hopefully yeah hopefully. and i'm sure i'm sure same with lebron lebron's numbers may drop off a little bit but i think lebron's okay with that like he kind of is planning for that so i don't know we'll see how it pans out with them yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, we'll see, you know. So, like I don't you know. Said, if, like I said, I haven't, I haven't trusted any Westbrook pairing. The Westbrook experiment has just been so puzzling because he just puts up numbers and numbers and numbers, and he's so amazing to watch. But at the same time, his teams don't win in the playoffs. Yeah, you know exactly. So. Like, I wonder and how much he's yeah. helping and like what aspects he's hurting. You know? Yeah, there's got to be some chemistry aspect. It's almost like. It's so weird because like a lot of his teams are so great because of him, but a lot of his teams are so bad because of him. It's and it's it weird. Doesn't make any sense. He's an enigma, bro. He's an enigma, but he's enigma. very fun to watch. So yeah, I'm excited to see him with LeBron. Let's talk about switch gears for a second. I want to talk about the Chicago Bulls because mm. how do you feel about them? I think, I mean, I, I know it's very new. You know, everything just happened. Nobody really knows yet, but. I already think they're going to be the most underrated team in the NBA. You know, they got Lonzo Ball now, solid pickup. He's not amazing, but a solid pickup. DeMar DeRozan teamed up now with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. 
That's guaranteed three all-stars probably with that list. Probably not Lonzo, but DeMar DeRozan, maybe. And then I think Zach Levine and Vucevic are both all-stars again next year. Yeah. Um, I think I see them as a six seed in the East because the East is good now. They're kind of You're right. A little bit. Um, but I like that a team is trying to make a push to be good and that they're trying to win. So that, yeah. that made me feel good. It's it's good to see a team trying to be relevant. Um, and I think they will be. I mean, Lonzo made more threes than Trey Young last season. That's that is true. That's a weird stat. A weird stat. So I mean, like he's a he, he's developed a jump shot. Um, he can see he's always been able to see the floor better, mm-hmm. you know, at an elite level. Um, not too shabby he, at defending. Not too shabby defender. Yeah. He's a really good defender. And then you add in Zach Levine. I guess Zach Levine's going to be option number one, right? They're, they're yeah, they're yeah. full steam ahead on the Zach Levine experiment. Yeah, I think it's also so nice to see for Levine because if you look at the Thunder with uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, I don't think SGA is at the level of Levine, but SGA is a stud and he's surrounded by nobodies. And that's where Zach Levine was two years ago. Um, Zach Levine was a stud for surrounded by was. what? Yeah, same thing with Devin Booker. You know, they added a few pieces. Look how that worked out for the Suns. And I, I'm I'm really happy to see the Bulls did this. Mostly for Zach Levine, because I kind of felt bad for Levine being stuck in Chicago, but now it's looking up. That's so weird, yeah. though, to think like a six seed. But I think about it, you're right. I mean, I think the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers are all going to be up there next year. Hawks. The Heat, yeah, Hawks, Heat. maybe, yeah, Hawks again, maybe. That's true. I don't know. That's tough. Well, the East is going to be a battle. Is East is going to be good basketball again? So yeah, that's going to be good. Hey. Yeah, speaking of the East, though, let's talk about my Miami Heat. Yeah, let's. They've made some moves, dude. They made a lot of moves, bro. So, I mean, they we mentioned they dished out Kendrick Nunn, but the major signing was they signed Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. So on a three-year deal, so he's our point guard for the next three years, which is huge. Um, he's going to be teaming up with Jimmy Butler, who just signed a four-year, hundred and eighty-four million dollar contract, which I could not be happier about. Jimmy buckets is staying in Miami. And also, we just added PJ Tucker from the Bucks, who isn't a, like amazing, but he plays his role very well. Um, and then, last but not least, we kept Oladipo on a one-year minimum deal. So Oladipo's injured right now, but come December, come January, a starting lineup with Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. I do. That's that's a force to be reckoned with. You re-signed Duncan Robinson too. Yeah, five-year, ninety million dollar deal. Uh, so, highest paid undrafted uh, undrafted player of all time. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Good for um, him. Yeah. Good for him. Um. How do? You, how, what do you think this team's ceiling is? Honestly, not like fan, but like your unbiased <laughs> opinion, because I know you can be you can be a pretty big fan sometimes with your takes on the Heat. I can't. You're right. And I I mean, I want to try and not be biased, but I mean, in reality, I think the ceiling is the finals. I mean, they did it with a worse team two years ago. Yeah, but a lot of that feels kind of fluky with the bubble. I mean, you're right. Kind of, you know, a little bit. But when you match up against the East, 
The Bucks, I think, you know, we have a decent matchup against the Bucks. The only thing is Giannis, but nobody has anybody to guard Giannis, really. Yeah. I, I think when you go we go against the 76ers, Bam can take Joel and Bede to an extent. Um, they're not gonna have Ben Simmons anymore. Nobody knows what they're gonna get for him yet. Dude, what what do you think about the Dame trade though? Where do you it's, think Dame is going? I, I don't I have no idea. Um it's kind of died down since he's been playing in the Olympics. It might pick back up, but I guess they're talking a lot about him going to New York, but New York has made some signings towards kind of like they're not counting on signing, getting Dame. So yeah, like they added Derek Rose back. That's kind of a, that's kind of a big question mark with Dame. So I, I really don't know. It's a, and that's kind of like you said with Simmons, like we don't really know if that's going to work out either. That might yeah. be closer to the season starting. Who fucking knows? I mean, yeah, it, I've seen all kinds of trade like theories for Damian Lillard trades. Uh, one of them even is like Ben Simmons and a first round pick uh, for Damian, which, hey, I mean, I would totally do that if I was a 76ers. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a steal. Absolutely. But um, I wonder what his price is going to be, though, because the Sixers seem to be they want like up to four first rounders for him or a player worth that. You know what I mean? Like a player worth that. I think the Simmons said that Simmons agent was demanding a James Harden type action. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, absurd. He's I don't think so. Good. No, he's not, he's not, he's not going to get James Harden level, but he could get near it. Cause I mean, he's still young. He's yeah. Like what? 25, 20, Something close to that around there. Whatever. Um, they're so all these kids are so young, man. Um, so he, you could still get good value on based on his age because he's still in his early to mid 20s. That is and true. An and I, I will say, yeah, he is an all star, so I think he just got a lot of hate really in the playoffs this past year because his offensive incapabilities were exposed like big time exposed, and, and it's kind of recency bias. All the NBA fans are shitting on him and everything, so. For good reason, too. I mean, that's going to happen time and time again. Those same weaknesses are going to get exposed in the playoffs. Yeah. It's just not going to hype up. And, you know, regular season basketball is much different than uh, playoff basketball. For sure. Yeah. You know, they clamp on to those weaknesses a lot more. It's a lot It's a lot easier to hide your weaknesses in regular season basketball. So that's why I think that um, a theory that has been pitched around is that the 76ers are going to – kind of let Ben Simmons play, you know, maybe up until the trade deadline, maybe near the trade deadline, and then ship him because he's going to get his value back up. I think that's the best move. I think that's the best move too because his value is going to go back up no matter yeah. what because Ben Simmons is going to go back to playing well in the regular season. People are going to be like, well, that was just one playoffs, blah, 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 blah. The narrative on him is going to be changed, and then they're going to make the move. Yeah, and I mean, there could be, come like that middle of the season, near trade deadline, there could be a team that needs a defending guard, like a guard that's really good at defending. They don't necessarily need a scorer, which is, Ben Simmons is not a scorer. Um, he's a layup taker and a defender. So you never know. A team could desperately need him and offer up a shit ton for him. So, yeah. That's definitely one to watch. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. The East, that's going to be crazy. That that is really it's weird to say that the East is going to be the the division to watch, but yeah, it's gonna at this point right now, 
because when we were doing our two early predictions that we're going to make later, I was looking at teams in the West and teams in the East, and the team the East seems kind of more loaded and more competitive than the West right now. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think the Jazz will be good again. I don't know if they'll be able to be the number one seed again. Uh, Suns didn't really lose anybody. They signed Cameron Payne again, signed Chris Paul to another deal, still have Devin Booker. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns made another splash. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, the Lakers, bro, with Westbrook. That's that's going to be the team to watch. That's going to be that's going to be the uh, the what if is if that yeah. experiment works out. Because if it works out, watch out. Yeah. But like it's kind of one of those situations that I look at. I'm like, this could either be super awesome or it's just meh. Just a hit or miss. It's just going to be a hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, if it's a hit though, shit, that could be two, three that's rings it. in a row for the Lakers. I don't know, two or three, man. I mean, LeBron. He's, I mean, he's 36. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got to fall off at some point. And That's what people know, say about Tom Brady, but he doesn't. It's exactly what I was about to say. Tom Brady, yeah, but Tom Brady doesn't run up and down a court. Tom he gets Brady hit by 250-pound men. Yeah, but every time he gets hit, he gets a call. <laughs> okay. Well, you <laughs> could say the same about fucking LeBron. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's basketball. The brand of basketball that LeBron plays is – a lot more taxing on the body than the brand of football that Tom Brady plays. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. And he's got to slow down at some point. This year, no, probably not. But in two or three years? Like, eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. I think, personally, I think he's still waiting for Bronny Jr. to come into the league. That's what I was just him. about to say. He's not going to retire until Bronny Jr. gets drafted. And he's going to do everything in his power to have Bronny drafted by the Lakers. Oh, he's going to LeBron the shit out of that situation to get make sure he is on the same team as Bronny Jr. Literally going to sit fucking ship off Westbrook, ship off AD, bring in the number one overall pick. Bronny, all the way. He's going to make wait. it work. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. How fun would that be, though, to watch a father and son play in the NBA together? It would be our generation's Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. Except yeah, basketball. exactly. Or like, yeah, because they played together, right? And like, I don't yeah. think uh, Vladimir Guerrero never played with his son, yeah. right? Yeah, body yeah. was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be sick. I'm looking forward to it. It's any definitely teams, never happened in football. Any other teams that we should talk about right now after this uh, free agency? Um. Maybe not about free agency, but as far as the draft goes, um, Kate Cunningham went number one. That was kind of a gimme. But I, I was be that dude. You wait, you what? I said I think he's going to be that dude. You I do? Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, the Pistons was a great place for him to go. Yeah. Well, he's going to start out clear cut. He's going to be the guy from day one, and um, he's a six eight point guard with elite visions, and I think he's going to be a really good player. So, he's but other than that, yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know he was that tall. Yeah. Damn, bro. Okay, I can see why he went number one. Yep. Yeah, but I was surprised though. Jalen Suggs, he fell off. A lot of th- people thought he might get drafted third overall, but he fell off to number five with the Magic. So I think the Magic got a steal there. The Magic have been irrelevant for a very long time. Uh, they just shipped off their only All Star, you know, Vucevic last season to the Bulls. But if you think about it, they have some solid young talent like Cole Anthony played really well. Um, now they just drafted uh, Jalen Suggs. They drafted uh, Franz Wagner from Michigan. 
who are both guys I think are underrated. So I personally would have taken Jalen Suggs number two behind Cunningham. But so yeah. I was surprised to see that. Well, you say that too because you've never seen Jalen Green play in the G League, which I haven't either, but apparently that's what all the scouts are saying. But I agree with you. I think 100% I'm agreeing with you that Jalen Suggs at five was probably the best pick in yes. draft in terms of value. And like getting him at five is going to be awesome. Yeah. So I agree. I, yeah, I'm good for the Magic. Hopefully their future can get better because they're an abysmal franchise right now. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I, I would, again, like we said with the Rangers, five years. Give them five years and they may be good. Give them five years, yeah. So Jalen Suggs is probably going to be, you know, kind of like Cake Cunningham, option 1A, and he's going to develop and get some couple – hopefully hopefully it works out. But I, I really like this this pick. I think, yeah, he'll probably be option two um, behind Cole Anthony. Okay. Just because Cole Anthony's been playing well. I'm going to look up the rest of their lineup, actually. I'm curious who else they got. They Oh, how did I forget this, bro? They have Markel Fultz and RJ Hampton. Yeah, but Markel Fultz is still kind of an experiment, too. Like, if I were the, yeah. if I were the Magic and I was having to choose between Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs of who I'm going to prioritize, I'm going Jalen Suggs. Oh, well, yeah. But Cole Anthony's really good. Um, who else they got? They got Wendell Carter Jr., Terrence Ross, Dwayne Bacon, Michael Carter Williams. Their lineup has to be the youngest in the NBA. Mobamba. That's absurd. I don't even think Mobamba's still there. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, to be sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. Mobamba's still there. He's still there. Yeah. Man, I want to see Mobamba start. So bad. <laughs> dude just for the meme yeah just for the meme yeah it's like taco fall man i want taco fall to start yeah. playing more i'll never forget of like of when mo bamba was the song to be heard that dude one. that was yeah like my yeah. freshman year of college yeah, your, your freshman year that's my first year my first semester at tcu that song was everywhere and i'll never forget one girl was like what is mo bamba i was like he's a basketball player they're like what i was like yeah he plays for the magic they're like and my friend was like with me. And he goes, "No, he's not, dude." I'm like, "Yes, he is. He got drafted, but he got drafted like fifth overall by the Magic this year." And he goes, "Fuck you, no, he didn't." <laughs> he looks it up. And he was like, "No way." So yeah, I I knew him more from playing at Texas, like because he was just kind of iconic whenever he was that super tall, little skinny dude. I don't know. Yeah. No, iconic song memories. though. Good memories. Yeah, just anytime you hear. Um, I got oh, just everybody start classic. Oh, well, it definitely wore out its welcome, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's make some way too early predictions, though. I want to hear your finals. Who who you got in the NBA finals next season? Um, yeah. So you had finals matchups. I couldn't, for the life of me, pick somebody out of the West because I. I don't think that the Lakers experiment is quite going to work out. Um, but I didn't have enough confidence in picking anyone else to to dethrone their favoritism. But I'm definitely going with the Nets out of the East. And I think that they're going to come out of the East and they're going to win it all. I really do. That's a fair pick. I mean, a lot of people thought they were going to do that last year. I was very surprised that they didn't get past the Bucks. So Injuries. Yeah, that, that's a good pick. Can't can't say anything against it. Um, maybe this is my nepotism for the Heat, but I got the Lakers in the Heat. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, that's fine. 
No, and my thing about the Lakers again, like I said, like even if they do make it to the finals, I don't see them beating the Nets. The Nets are the best shooting team in the league. You know what the Lakers yeah. lack? Their three main stars lack shooting. Yeah, they've yeah. got pieces around them that can shoot, but if your three main guys can't shoot, okay, I think NBA, let's calm down though. LeBron can shoot, okay? LeBron can shoot, but he's not a shooter. You're right. He's not a shooter. He's an everything. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's not like he's not a sharpshooter. He's not. He's not a KD. You're right. He's, he's probably going to put up like a 33 percent three point percentage. Yeah, somewhere right. on there. You gotta. You gotta have better than that. You gotta have a big star better than that. You know. Yeah, we'll see. It's like you said. It's a big experiment. So we'll see how that goes. I I just think that LeBron's going to do one more ring, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year. He's got to get one more. He's he's probably gonna get one more, yeah. Yeah, he's probably gonna he get one more. All right, let's switch gears though. It's enough basketball talk. It's been chaos though, man. I love I love whenever all these reports. I'm sure Waj though, Adrian Wojnarowski has just been like all oh, day. He's, just he's been hammering the Addy. He's been <laughs> hammering that. <laughs> Probably has to, dude. How do you keep up with all that shit? Dude, his college nephew is his new best friend. Dude, telling you what. <laughs> I don't understand how, like, because during the draft even, he's on the draft giving analysis on these rookies, these players and everything, and then it cuts away from him, and then all of a sudden there's a new tweet on a new deal. It's like, bro, where? how are you focused on this and, like, doing this at the same time? I don't know, but... It's always a fun time of year when watch him, bombs are dropped. Him and Shefty are just different animals. Man. Next they're, level. They're wired different, though. <clears throat> they, yeah, they have to be. It's there's their their duty. Their fucking human. Yeah. Their purpose on this planet is to just oh. tell us every sports news we can. I've seen guys like Shefty being on NFL Live. Um, has two phones in his hand at the same time, like dropping news. You know ridiculous bro like announcing it on nfl live on espn and at the same time tweeting about it <laughs> like ridiculous guys, yeah so like him and him and watch are at the top of their games yeah they're definitely the top two 100 oh, yeah. and then and then jeff passan for the mlb yeah passan is really good yeah i don't know who he'd be for the nhl but i mean there's probably a guy there's probably a guy yeah. there's probably a guy. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's uh i think it's barry melrose for espn I don't know. He's just. I think he just works for ESPN. I don't he think may. He's, you're right. I don't think he's that dude. He's the only person I see on Sports Center for hockey, though. So I don't yeah. fucking know. That will probably change with the ESPN NHL stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So football's back. Um, preseason tomorrow. Preseason starts. It's tomorrow, correct? Yeah, tomorrow Thursday. Thursday night, NFL Hall of Fame game. Uh, Peyton Manning is going to be introduced as a Hall of Famer, and the Cowboys and Steelers will play the most boring game you'll see all year. So, Are you going to bet on it? <laughs> I have to. Me, a part of me to. wants to, but a part of me knows that it's so fucking dumb to bet on preseason game. It is. It's just, but I'm, I'm just craving betting on football, bro. I haven't had it in so long. I need I am, it. I am, cra- I am craving some football to bet on. I'm definitely going to bet on – Cowboys Bucks for sure. Week one. Um, week one. I am gonna bet on the Cowboys. Do you know the Probably. line on it? Uh last time I checked, it was plus six and a half for the boys. Mm. That's Definitely a, betting the spread. That's tough. That's a tough call. Yeah, so it'll probably move though, I would say. 
Yeah, probably. By I the could time see it ending at starts. plus seven, plus seven and a half for the boys. And if it goes plus seven and a half. Oh, if it, I was about to say, if it's plus seven or plus seven and a half, that's a good bet. Yeah. Hammer. hammer. I'm already going to hammer the boys, though. I got to. Are you going to put a future on them for the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I glad, can't do that. Glad you're not that delusional. I can't do that. Um. Well, maybe a small play. I will have, <laughs> Maybe just I, a tenner. You, yeah, you know, you got to remember, I am going to be making money this year. I'm not just a broke college kid, so that's true. Hopefully, my yeah, insurance like, sales are up. Oh, you're selling insurance, bro. Fuck all that. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but the commission's good. Well, um, yeah, shit. I mean, if you're making money, you're making money. But yeah, so football's back, and life is better. Everything is better now. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. Yeah, are we? I mean. We're probably going to do it. We're we're going to do two episodes a week, probably. For oh football yeah, football season. Oh yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to do it. It'll uh, make things a lot a lot easier. We'll probably definitely include a lot more gambling infused into our podcast. I would say. Yeah. Um, because me and Ryan are both betters, and what we bet on the most, at least you bet on football the most, right? Yeah, probably college football. Yeah, the most. and anything that I bet on, or any so. so semblance of success that i've had as a gambler has been on football so um it's our strong suit yeah it's our strong suit it's our bread and butter and it's the best sport in america (laughs) and i am just getting teared up thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) well while we're talking about preseason stuff did you see this uh did you see the giants brawl during their training camp practices yeah i saw the report oh yeah I don't know exactly how it started, but I know Danny Dimes ended up at the bottom of a major pileup. Yeah, so I guess what happened was that a running back, can't remember the name, I think he's their second stringer. Uh, Gallman? No, it wasn't Gallman. It was another guy. Because um, mm. Saquon isn't back just yet. But he got, yeah. he got hit late, and then Evan Ingram took offense to that and then hit the guy who hit him. And then all of a sudden, chaos just ensued. Ensued. And then um, <laughs> here's where I think things went wrong: is that Joe Judge, Giants head coach, went in to the Giants. Did you see that? I did not. No. So he then, after this brawl happened, proceeded to chew their ass out, make them do sprints like a, a shit ton do push-ups at the whistle so like meaning like every time they whistle a guy does a push-ups and then made him do more sprints and then that's yeah made him and then afterwards chewed their ass out again and it's like dude you're a fucking try hard that that is a bit try hard bro that seems like some tony larusa shit bro that's some that's some middle school high school football shit yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. You want to have a disciplined team. You know, they can't be doing that kind of shit. But, like, at the same time, these are grown-ass men. These are professionals. Like, yeah. obviously, they know they fucked up. Like, they know they're not supposed to be fighting each other. Just let them let them handle it. Like, that's a yeah. bit extreme. Yeah. So, I don't have an issue with there being a fight. It was the first day of fully padded practice. Shit happens. It's football. Shit, yeah, shit gets hot. It's football. Yeah, people yeah. hit each other. You got to back up your guy. You got to get aggro. Probably the first full day of pads, you know, you got to get that aggression out. It, ha- it fucking happens. You know, shit yeah. like that happens in football. All the time in training but camp. If you're a coach, like, these are grown-ass men that you're yeah. doing shit to. Like, okay, 
if you do that shit in middle school, you go home, you tell your mom. When you go home, you tell your mom, like, yeah, I fucked up today. Or, like, I messed up today, mom. And some stuff happened. But when you go home as an NFL player, you go home to your wife and kids. Be like, yeah, this grown-ass man who I make more money than chewed my ass out today and made me do push-ups and sprints. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, literally. Like, I would, dude, I'm surprised the players just didn't sit there and they're like, no. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I'm going to the I, locker room, bro. I'm going yeah, home. Yeah, so that's where I have some uh, causes for concern with the Giants is that Joe Judge, if he keeps on doing shit like that, he's going to lose that locker room. That That is true. That Because at first, you know, people were talking like, what does this mean for the Giants? Is this a bad sign? Is this like how their season's going to go? Shut up. It's training camp. Like, shit happens, you know. But, yeah, that that is the only thing I'm concerned about is Joe Judge. Yeah. Definitely got to keep the locker room. I mean, it was the same thing with um, Matt Patricia and his first day with the Lions. He made them do the the Oklahoma drill. And all the players were like, dude, like, we're in the NFL. Like, we don't need to do that shit. <laughs> like, what does this benefit? Yeah, like, what? what why do we need to do the like, – can we just go over the playbook? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, we know how to tackle, bro. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There, there's a way to handle shit like that in the NFL, and I don't think you treat go- grown men like that. You just, no. You just don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't see anything like that really in the NBA happening. Yeah. You gotta or the MLB ever. Different way to go at it. If it was in high school, yeah, make them kids run poles all fucking day. But yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, if they're in high know. school, they yeah. need to learn that kind of stuff. Yeah. If they ever get to the NFL, right? You know, yeah. but once they're there, I don't know. So I mean, they're not just like invincible. You know, you can't just like let them do whatever they want per se. But Joe Judge could have easily just said, hey, guys, cut it out. And that's it, you know, been done. Or he could have just like gave a speech in practice. Yeah, you know? just something like and words. Not, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, there's a way to go about it in the NFL, and that's just not it, man. That's just not yeah, it. I agree. Nah, but speaking of uh, football, Madden 22 ratings came out recently. I have I didn't even play the last Madden, so to be honest, I haven't been keeping up with the series as much, but. The top t- their quarterback ratings is a bit controversial. Did you look through them at all? Yeah, I glanced at it. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about like who deserves to be in the top ten, and I kind of want to know who your top five quarterbacks are in the league because it's a bit controversial with uh, these ratings because I, I disagree with a lot of them. So number one, Patty, obviously. Yeah, number two, you have to go Brady. You just have to. As much as some of his regular season stuff last year was not great, but he remedied that in the playoffs by winning another Super Bowl. You can't – the guy wins games. Yeah, okay. you're right. So that makes him – winning games is a factor of being a top-five quarterback, and he does that better than anyone else. Rodgers, obviously. Um, Josh Allen. And then Dak Prescott. Really? Yeah, Dak. I think Dak's, Interesting. I think Dak's five. You think Dak is above Russell Wilson? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's toughy. I was glad you said Josh Allen because I have Josh Allen in my top five. I think um, I think Dak can surpass Russ this year. I think that's a, I think that's a possibility. It is possible. Um, I don't know. That's tough, bro. Maybe Dak's six. really good. Maybe Dak's six. Dak's six? Okay, that's respectable. I have Dak at seven, so respectable. My top five, again, Mahomes, number one. That's obvious. Uh, 
And then I have Rodgers at number two, which is weird because I've always been a Brady fan. I've always defended him. Always, you know, he's the GOAT for sure. But I have him at number five on my list. Not not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. I just think if I was going to start a team, I would I would rather have Josh Allen. I'd rather have Russell Wilson right now. You know, yeah. Tom Brady, like you said, he wins Brady. games. Well, I guess that, that makes sense because long-term Tom Brady is just old. But sure, Tom Brady wins games, but it seems – and I don't want to say he's a system quarterback or whatever, that stupid bullshit. But he throws a lot of screen passes. He throws a lot of short routes. He's like a, a surgeon. Of, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's – a surgeon. He's, he's, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. He's not going to wow you. He's not going to be the hoorah um, guy to pull his, the, the rabbit out of the hat in the last minute. You know, he's not that guy anymore. He really isn't. And, you know, saying he's not that guy, I I wonder when he won't be that guy at all. It's just Tom Brady has continued to defy all the odds of age. And I just don't know when it's going to come. So that's why I don't have him in the top three. I have Mahomes, Rodgers, then Russell Wilson, then Josh Allen, and then Brady at number five. Yeah. But that list can really go anyway, the top five. It can fluctuate. Except for Mahomes standing pat at number one, he just is. Yeah, it's it's, if you disagree, you just don't watch football. Yeah, that's just wrong. Or you're trying to make somebody mad or get some shit stirring, just trying to stir the pot. Yeah, get a reaction out of somebody. Yeah, yeah. But another thing I saw with these uh, these rankings so Mahomes is the only one with 99, then they have Brady at a 97 overall, Rogers at a 96, Wilson 94, Lamar Jackson 91. So do you think Lamar Jackson should be up that high? Because with this, these ratings, they have Lamar Jackson as a top five quarterback. Yeah, I took a look at that. Um, some of that is ballooned by speed. Um, That's true. And so and in and, and Madden, he's a cheat code. He can fucking 91 quarterback. I Just one run of read yeah. option every day, every play. Oh, not even that. I go out of the shotgun and I roll left. <laughs> Yeah, send all the receivers right, roll right. left. Yeah. Bang. It's not That's even guaranteed first down. Um, yeah. I hate playing people like that, though. So frustrating. I just do it for fun sometimes. I try to not be that guy when I play my friends. but No, yeah, I get that, too. I try not to, too. But, like, online, there's some people that just do it every play. Uh, online, Madden is just all cheese plays. It's toxic. It oh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, but anyway... No, his the his throwing stats are ballooned. They're just way too high. Jackson's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's I think, a better thrower than a lot of people give him credit for, but I haven't seen his throwing stats in particular, so I don't know. But I wouldn't really put anything above a 90. No, I wouldn't either. Um, he's probably – he's a high 80 for sure. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm with the – the Jackson haters in terms of his throwing capability. Really? I just from what I've seen with him, he just doesn't he just doesn't have it. I mean, he can make plays, he can do things that no other quarterback in this league can do 100 mm-hmm. percent Like that that 46 yard touchdown run against the Titans in the playoffs. No other guy on the planet Earth could do what he did in that. But he's he's really when you talk about throwing the football, he's middle of the pack. He is, you're right. If we're talking just pure Throwing accuracy, throwing power, he is not a top top guy. Not no. at all. I would say, like, I'd put him around 16. Yeah. 
For throwing? Yeah, I could totally see that. But I think, too, other than just his speed inflating it is his vision. Because he sees things. He does. He may, you know, he does pull a rabbit out of his hat every now and then. Um, similar to how Mahomes has his Mahomes magic. Lamar Jackson kind of has those random, how did he do that plays? Mm-hmm. So that may inflate it a bit, too. But And then another one of these quarterbacks on the list that really rubbed me the wrong way was Matt Ryan as an 85 overall, which puts him as the number 10 quarterback. I In no world do I see Matt Ryan as a current top 10 quarterback. It's just not... It's just not it. He's he's not. He's not. Um, he's a good quarterback, and he gets hated on a lot. But his best, like two years, was with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and he was a guy who was madly disrespected. I guess just like good before Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan came along, then he was great, and then he went back to being just like good, incredibly criminally undervalued or whatever. As soon yeah. as he left. So I think he's like, he's probably like 13 or 14. Yes. Yeah. He's, very, by no yeah. Mean, he's, he's by no means top 10. Exactly. Yeah. I would have him closer to the middle of the pack. Yeah. For Matt sure. Ryan can sling it, but he's kind of like, you know, in today's NFL, you got to be able to bring some kind of athletic ability to the table at the quarterback position, which he really doesn't do. Um, and, uh, Much Tom still, Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady too, but Tom Brady's just—he's so exception. different. He keeps on, yeah. He's an exception. There's yeah. exception to every rules, and he's the exception. And Matt Ryan—I mean, Matt Ryan's still good, but it's just like he's not a top ten guy. Yeah, not anymore. Used to be for sure. Um, but I think a, a quarterback that gets overlooked a lot, especially with his new situation at the Rams, is Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford is without a doubt a top ten quarterback. I think he's. Been in a lot of shitty situations, hasn't had any threats to throw to other than Megatron whenever he played. So it's I'm I'm excited to see um Stafford with the Rams. I'm honestly considering putting in a play uh for Stafford to win the league MVP at plus 1700. If he goes off, I, I don't know. I could see it. I really can see him having a, a bomb of a year. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you. Um Stafford not being a top 10 rated quarterback is dumb. It'll definitely change by week six. Yeah, um, he's they'll update the ratings. Him with the Rams is going to be scary. Yeah, I'm it's excited. It's going to be scary. I've looked at <laughs> – I got so bo- bored at work one day. I uh, I looked at Rams tape, and <laughs> they were talking about how the tape was going to change with a guy like Stafford at the helm, and it's going to be – even more scary because Sean McVay is, is definitely one of the off, like probably the best offensive genius in football right now. And for him to have a guy like Stafford, watch out. Yeah. And I mean, they got Robert Woods, Cooper cup. They got some good receivers. They got some yeah, threats. But, well, those receivers know how to do their job too. That's yeah. the main part is that because the, their system is so much different than anything in the NFL runs out. Cause like, Sometimes when I watch the Rams, I can't tell if I love their offense or if I hate their offense just because it's so it's so wild the way that they do that and the way that it's almost like um watching the wild uh the triple option with Georgia Tech back in the Yeah, day. just like being unique, like different. The way that they do they use so much um jet sweeps, they use so much play action. Um and they they're under center more than any other team in the league, I'm pretty sure. 
but they also use shotgun a lot too. And when they use shotgun, they also use play action. So you never know. And they run it a lot too. Yeah. You never know what's going to come with them, but have a guy like Stafford under the helm and the strong arm that he, the strong arm that he has to get in those quick throws. Watch out league, man. And their O-line isn't bad either. Their O-line is not terrible. Their O-line's great. Yeah. That, I'm I'm really excited to see what Stafford can do because I think Stafford has just been – I feel bad for him, man. Stuck in Detroit his entire career. So, I mean, I don't want to go as far as say he's going to get a ring in L.A., but you never know. Watch out. Like you said, it, it could really pop off. I think so, he can. Um, potentially, yeah. If they retain their receiving core, that's a big thing. They have to retain yeah. their receiving core. But I think Cooper Cup is there to stay for sure. I don't think yeah, he wants no. to leave. Rams are definitely like one of my top four picks this year to win it all for sure. Really? Oh yeah. I'm gonna. I wonder what the uh, the odds are on that. I'm look that up. Yeah, do that. 2022 Super Bowl odds. If I did, if I did pick a group of four teams, Rams are 100 percent in that list. It probably consists of them, Bucks, uh, Chiefs, of course, and the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. That's my future pick. I think the Bills are gonna upset the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Um, so we got in order chiefs at plus 500 bucks at plus 650 bills at plus 1200. Same with the Packers. Then the Ravens and Niners at 1400 and then the Rams at plus 1500. That's some good value. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'd take the Rams over the Niners and the, the Ravens. I, me too. I just don't have faith in the Ravens to win it all to the Browns or the number eight. And fuck no. No way, bro. What are the dude? I'm what are the Bengals, bro? Hey, Browns Browns can make a they can make an AFC championship this year. Can they though? They're gonna have to play the Chiefs or the Bills. Yeah, I know, but they can make it. I'm saying it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility for them. They're a good team, man. I they're a good team. You never know football. And a lot of football is coaching, and they have one of the best head coaches in football, man. Yeah, I just I'm never gonna trust Baker Mayfield. I really won't. See, I don't that's know where why. that's where I disagree with you. I think I think Baker is a guy that does his job and he does it well. I think he does what is asked of him, and I think he's going to have a really good year this year. He's a little bit inconsistent for me. Too many turnovers. I don't know. I just I I don't have any trust. I don't know what it is. I think the running game that they have is really going to help Baker out a lot. And oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll spread the field. It'll keep the defense. It already honest. has a bunch, but uh, yeah, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna help him out even more this year because he's gonna get better. Yeah, I don't know. I've just I've kind of never never been a fan of Baker as a TCU student. He used to be kind of a dick at Oklahoma. See, <laughs> I've always loved how much of a dick he is. I don't know why. I would love it if he was on my team, but yeah. seeing him do it for another team is fucking annoying. You know, oh, he's def- he's definitely like a he's a likable asshole. For sure. You're right. Yeah, you're right. He's funny in commercials and everything. Anytime he's in the media, he's entertaining. But do I have faith in him to reach a Super Bowl? Probably not. So Super Bowl is a stretch, but I think he can at this point Super Bowl would be a stretch. But a championship game, I can see it. I'm gonna have to agree to disagree on that. I, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet for me. I don't know. I just think the Bills and the Chiefs are too good. Like offensively, I don't know. I just don't think the Bills have established themselves as a um, what's the word like a like a true threat to be their true top dog, true top dog in and out to be there every year. Just yet, you're right. No, you're definitely right on that. 
the Chiefs, absolutely. Like they're they're gonna be there. They're gonna be the guys to beat. And the Bills, I mean, like they probably will be, but they they've only done it for one year. They've only been playing at this level for one year. When they've done it for for this year and next year, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that is a team I'm looking forward to watching is the Bills. Oh, they have one of absolutely. my favorite offenses. Josh Allen is must watch TV. Absolutely, one hundred percent. All right. What else we got for the Madden ratings? Oh, my last comment was uh, Joe Burrow got rated with a 77 overall. That's just straight up disrespectful, bro. I, I don't want to hear it whenever it's week 10. Joe Burrow's, you know, in the running for MVP, leading the Bengals to the playoffs, whatever. <laughs> Dude, if the Bengals make the playoffs this year, I will dye my hair white or something. Honestly, I'll just go bald, like full on bald cancer patient. Yeah. Do you want to make a bet? Yeah, I will make a bet right how about, now. How about if the – so I've thought about this as a fantasy football punishment. If the Bengals make the playoffs, you have to get a tattoo of the Olympic rings on your biceps. Fuck no. Yeah. Okay, wait. So if my team does something I want them to do, I get oh, punished? No, okay, wait. No, if I if, – so if I – if I, I'll have to do it. So if the Bengals make the playoffs, you have to do it. And then what do I have to do? Like, if what's my side of the bet? I don't know. Something less than that, because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny if you made, like, the loser of your fantasy football league get the Olympics ring tattooed on them, because somebody would be like, oh, were you in the Olympics? And you'd have to be like, nah, I'm just a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think – I mean, honestly, it's pretty common, I think, for Olympic athletes oh, to get the Olympic oh. rings. It's all I see when I've been watching Olympics is every single one, either like on their back right there or like on their biceps or something. Like, I think it would be so fucking funny, like, as if that <laughs> your friend has to get it. And then every time somebody asks them, they're like, why do you have the Olympics ring? Like, we like on shot put or something. And be like, nah, I'm just a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would be worse explaining, like, nah, I'm just a big fan or saying, yeah, I got this because I lost a fucking bet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what would be more embarrassing. Oh. I've seen some good fantasy football punishments, though. Like, one of them that I really like is the loser has to take the SAT, and you're just in a room of, like, high school, junior high yeah, kids. Or the just super House awkward. One. Yeah, 24 hours in Waffle House. Or That's pretty tape, good. Tape to a tree. <laughs> I want to come up with some, bro. I, I think- fuck it, bro. For the podcast league, whoever loses has to illegally adopt a child. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no shot. But <laughs> um, I don't think we can make those guys do any sort of punishment. I mean, unless they all agree to it. Yeah. I don't know. I we'll figure that out. One that I've done is like uh, my first year in college, somebody had to drink an entire 30 rack. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? Yeah, Keystone. Oh, Keystone. Like how long did they have to do it, though? All day? All day. Okay, that's fair. That's it. It's still rough though. Shit didn't happen. They got like halfway through, and then they're just, okay. like, fuck, they're just like, "Fuck you guys! I'm not doing this." <laughs> and they were just like, "No, you have to." And they're like, "I'm." It's like literally, down. fuck like, you. I'm not. I'm not. like, "I'm not doing it." And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, that's, that's that. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I want to have some some good punishments. I've been trying to get my fantasy football league to have that I've been in for like five years now. I want to get a first place trophy and a last place trophy. I want to get yeah. like a golden nut sack for the last place trophy. Oh, uh, the sack of like the league. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that show. They need to bring it back. Uh, 
it's that's what that's what got me really into fantasy football and got me to try it for the first time. In high oh, school. really? Oh, yeah. I watched it just strictly because I was like, I play fantasy. Why not? You know. Well, I've always heard about it in high school, but I just never played it because, like, in high school, my friend group, nobody else was a sports guy. Like, I was just I was the only one who was a sports guy. And then Fair I just enough. started joining random leagues, and then eventually, like, I met some people who did, and then I started playing. That's kind of the reverse for me in high school. Like everybody was sports and now in college, which is weird because like I'm in sports journalism and everything. I have like two people that I'm close with that are really into sports. Yeah. Nah. Well, kind of weird. It is what it is. All right. Let's, um, we got UFC 265 this weekend. There's really not much to talk about though. Um, Derek Lewis is fighting Cyril Gane. Uh, Lewis is just now coming off an upset win over, I believe it was Curtis Blades. Yeah, he had that crazy ass knockout. That was awesome. But anyway, Derek Lewis is fighting Cyril Gane for the lightweight interim title. And the reason it's an interim title is because Francis Ngannou, the current heavyweight champion, got an injury. He's supposed to be scheduled to fight again in September. So there's been some controversy as to why Dana White even scheduled an interim title fight. Um, you know, because if Ngannou can fight in September, he's going to be good to defend the belt. So uh, Dana White's response to that, though, was basically saying, I've been doing this for 20 years. Shut the fuck up and enjoy the show. Because essentially, if Lewis wins this, Lewis is the only heavyweight that has beaten Ngannou. He's the only one that's really ever stopped him. So that's a big headline fight, a rematch between Lewis and Ngannou, which I'm sure Ngannou would win. Um, and then on the other hand, if you look at Cyril Gane, he's undefeated. He's taken the UFC by storm ever since he joined. A lot of people think he's the future of the heavyweight division. And if he wins, that's an undefeated fighter against Ngannou. So both of them are just major storylines. Whoever wins this fight is going to be a great matchup for Ngannou. And personally, I think the smart play would be Gane because he's undefeated. But Derek Lewis is the underdog champion. He did it against Curtis Blades his last fight. So my pick, I would be taking Derek Lewis to win by KO at plus 500 odds. I was just talking about, Elijah, like how if Lewis wins, it's going to be the only person to beat Nganu versus Nganu next. And then if uh, Cyril Gane wins, it's going to be the only undefeated heavyweight versus Nganu. So, like, either way, this is going to be a big fight. Like, the next fight. Okay, the so the winner of the Steric Lewis fight is probably going to face Nganu? Yeah, because Nganu's injured right now. So this is for the interim lightweight or heavyweight, interim heavyweight title. And then Nganu's going to come back in September and try and reclaim the belt. It's it's weird. Wait, why did he have to give it up, though? He didn't give it up. He got hurt. Got hurt, so, so there's an interim. Yeah, so they're going to have an interim belt. And like as I was, just, I was just saying this, but a lot of people are pissed off at Dana White because Nganu is coming back in September. Which and it's like, like, yeah, it's not okay. even that long of a timetable for him to be missing. And usually they only do these fights after like a six month injury or something. So it's weird. But Dana White basically was like, fuck you. This is going to be a way better fight for Nganu. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I trust you. <laughs> well, Dana White's been putting on a show forever. Yeah, I guess. But whatever. Nganu is my man. So now, Nganu would beat both of them, bro, in a heartbeat. Yeah. So whatever. Um, 
Let's see. Yeah, I, Derek versus Gane is his name. Cyril Gane, yeah. Cyril Gane. I don't know much about Gane. I know a little bit about Derek Lewis. He's hilarious. He's um, very funny. The Black that, Beast. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about him. You probably know more, um, but I'll, I'll definitely tune in. Is when is two six? It's two sixty five, right? When is that? This Saturday. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, this weekend. Damn. I don't know if it's honestly the the main card. There really isn't any other great fights. I mean, Jose Aldo's fighting. That's a big name. He's he's going against Pedro Munez, which I don't know much about Munoz. Um, and then Michael Chiesa and Vicente Luque. That should be a decent fight. Luque's the guy that just beat Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, really nothing notable. So, I am looking forward mostly to UFC 266. It's uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting, I forgot, or Brian Ortega. That's for the belt. And then there's a, a few other big fights. I'm pulling it up right now. Is there's Valentin. What? Is Usman 265 or 266? He Usman, I think, is 267, actually. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so not this weekend, not the next one. Yeah, next one. Yeah, because the 266 is Volkanovski versus Ortega, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy, and then Nick Diaz is finally fighting again. It's been a long time. Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler, that's going to be a good fight, and Curtis Blades against Jarzina Rosenstruck, and Jessica Al... Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> One, two, three, four, bro. Six of these fights are between ranked opponents. That's insane. Hmm. Okay, uh, well, that'll be good. Yeah, looking uh, forward. To as that. far as this one this weekend, um, I guess you had to have a snoozer at some point, right? Yeah, we've been we've been absolutely spoiled with the past. I guess five, maybe five to ten events. I yeah. I feel like ever since the pandemic, we've been spoiled. My yeah, he has been. Ki- yeah, UFC has been and killing it. This is like the first one, the first numbered event that I've looked at. And I'm just kind of like, ah, I could live without watching it. So, yeah, it's been a good run. It had to end at some point, but I'll still probably find a way to stream it. That's Definitely. yeah, I'm not going to pay for this one because really the only fight I care about watching is Lewis versus Gane. So I'll definitely stream it some fashion. Yeah. So, but yeah, what a good run it's been, man. Shout out Dana White. Yeah, shout out to yeah, shout out. for the past entertainer every, of the year. Yeah. All so, right, let's hit some love it or loathe it. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Ooh. Oh wait, we got our banner. There we go. All right. <coughs> Ooh. Alrighty. For those that don't know, this is how we usually end most of our episodes. Love it or loathe it. We give off some quick fire uh, sports topics. If we love it, we stop talk about it for a little bit. If we loathe it. We just say that and move on. It is what it is. All right. Let's get into it. Let me uh let me take this first one. All right, bet. Yeah. All right, we got Buffalo Bills are rumored to move to Austin, Texas. I love this. So obviously the Bills are gonna go nowhere but Buffalo, but it's good to hear that this is definitely a leverage tactic tactic used by the Bills in order to get a new stadium. They have new stadium talks going on with the city of Buffalo. Um, they're going nowhere but Buffalo. If that team went anywhere, but if if it moved, there'd be literal riots, scary riots in that town. So they're not going anywhere. But it's good to know that the next team to move, they're going to move to Austin. That's You're right. the new threat. Like back in the day, the threat was, we'll move to fucking L.A. 
Everybody now, said they were going to LA. Yeah, everyone said they were going to go to LA. Well, now the new thing, since LA is all booked up, they're going to move to Austin. And eventually some of them are going to pull through. And Yeah, I wouldn't there. be surprised. Hey, are, are you going to switch up, though? If you're living in Austin, you're going to go from no, Cowboys? No, my number two. I, okay. I'm a Cowboys fan to the day I die, but I would love to have an NFL team in Austin if I'm still living there. Yeah, you got to have some geographical loyalty. Absolutely. I'll definitely be – I will say this, though, for MLS. I'm definitely going to be an Austin FC fan over FC Dallas. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, FC Dallas isn't really anything special. So, And Austin FC is the new shiny toy. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we got Philip Rivers says he is not closing the door on retirement just yet. I love this. Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> Close the door. You went out. You had Slam a game last year. Just you go go coach high school football, call it a day in your playing career. I uh, don't come back. Just keep spend some time with your 23 kids that you have. Yeah, how many children does he have? Like a dozen. God damn. I mean, he can provide for them. Shit. I'm pretty but... sure really like the actual number is like eight, but it's still a lot. How many how many kids? I'm gonna look it up. Just for shits and gigs. Yeah, I need to know. Nine. Oh my god, <laughs> that's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> Man's has no pullout game. All right. Like oh shit, I did a bad. What'd you do? I closed my talks. No. Oh, there we go. We're fine. All right. Next up, on love it or loathe it. <laughs> All right, we got. The Oklahoma City Thunder signed Shea Gilgis Alexander to a max contract. Um, I love it, but I'm gonna keep it short. I think it'll be good. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so hopefully he'll have some shooters or some people around him in the next couple of years. But good for him. Yeah. And then next we got Caleb Dressel wins five gold medals at the Olympics. I love this again. Um, this is the first olympics in my lifetime where there hasn't been michael phelps um so this is awesome and that he's showed out at this olympics and been so good and filled that michael phelps sized hole for usa swimming has been really great and also i love his tattoos his tats are sick so yeah (laughs) he seems like a cool dude yeah all right, and then I'll close it off with this one. Lamar Aldridge, or Lamarcus Aldridge is considering making a comeback. He retired last year due to heart issues. Uh, I'm going to love this. I'm just going to say I hope he stays retired. Heart conditions are scary. Yeah, for real. I mean, shit like Chris Bosh with the blood clots, like that shit can be fucked up. So hopefully he's doing whatever's best for him. That would yeah. that that's could be your bad. Life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, not, that's not your need. That's your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's flip it over now. All right, let's do it. Okay. Randall Cobb comes back to Green Day because Aaron Rodgers wanted him to. I love this. Um, not necessarily because, you know, Aaron Rodgers was playing GM, but because Rodgers, Devontae Adams, this is this is their finale. This is their last year, their last dance, as they posted on their Instagram stories. So, of course, why wouldn't Aaron Rodgers want Randall Cobb back with them? So, He's been there most of his career. I can totally see why he would want to play alongside him. Not the greatest receiver addition ever, but, I mean, he'll make an impact, I'm sure. So it's fun to see them together. I love that. All right. Carson Wentz has foot surgery and is out 5 to 12 weeks. 
I loathe this because what kind of fucking injury timetable is five to 12 weeks? Could they not narrow it down a little bit? Like to six to eight weeks or something? It just seems a little weird to me. So loathe it. Yeah, that does not bode well for my cold stock that I've bought this season. That's true. Um, golfer Xander Shoffley wins gold for U.S. at the Olympics. I love this one. Shoffley is one of my favorite golfers. Seeing him do it at the Olympics is amazing. Didn't he beat out Bryson DeChambeau? Uh, no, DeChambeau was not at the Olympics. I thought DeChambeau went. No, nah, he t- had a positive test. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, anyway, good for Shoffley. I love that. He's one of my favorite golfers. Always like to bet on him on the tour. Yeah. Also, I want to say it's a cool thing that he won the Olympics because do you know anything about his ethnic background? Like his. No. Um, so he is. He's half, clearly not white. Yeah. He's clearly no, not white. He's, he's half Japanese and half French slash German. Uh-huh. His dad is French and German, and his mom is Japanese, and they met at. Um, the university, like a university in San Diego area, so it's kind of cool, I guess. Oh. He's he's like from everywhere, but he's like U.S. based, representing U.S. Yeah, his grandparents are like actually Japanese. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, like they live still live in. So did he have like a choice of who to represent? Um, it might have been presented to him. I don't know, but he's he's always he's American. He was born here. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, I know because like international soccer players. If they're born somewhere and they live somewhere else, they choose which country to represent. Uh, oh no, he lives in U.S., but his dad is like from France and his mom is from Japan. Okay, which is cool. So that was cool that he went in Tokyo. And then, so last but not least, Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon has to have season-ending hip surgery. Loathe this. Never want to see anybody be out for the season. That's kind of shitty. So. Not the greatest note to end on, but that is that for the episode. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. I know this wasn't our typical episode, but we'll be back in full swing next week, live on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, all that good stuff. But we'll still be uploading this to YouTube, hopefully, if uh, editing goes well. And we'll have some clips for you for sure on TikTok and all that. So we just were so close to 100 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you all for the recent support. We've been killing it on TikTok recently. Thanks for that. We are close to 1,400 on Twitter. It's awesome to see some sort of uh, numbers improvement and all that. So just thank you for everything. All right. You got any last comments? Awesome.